Welcome to the Succeeding with Diabetes podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Wes Ward. Are you struggling with high blood sugar? Are you overwhelmed with all the information out there about diabetes? Are you tired of being told what you can't eat and still not knowing what you should eat? Well, you are in the right place. I created the Succeeding with Diabetes podcast to help you take control of your diabetes through meal planning and exercise. I want to give you the resources you need to successfully manage your diabetes and to live life at its very Well, good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me today for our Succeeding with Diabetes podcast. I'm so excited about this episode because I get to share with you some of my favorite success stories of diabetes coaching clients that I have worked with. And I think this is so important because I think when it comes to diabetes, it can be so frustrating and it can be so challenging. And sometimes we feel like we're all alone and it's inspiring and it's encouraging to hear stories of other people who have been successful at making changes in their life that resulted in lower blood sugar readings and that really resulted in their ability to take control of their diabetes. So one of the first stories I want to talk about today is a client that I worked with who had been diagnosed with diabetes. He was overweight and he was also a truck driver. And so he reached out to me. He knew he needed to make some changes in his life. And he knew he had to get this diabetes under control. And so I worked with him to develop a meal plan. And we developed an exercise program. And over the course of time working together, and after he was able to lose weight, follow a healthy eating plan, and incorporate exercise into his daily routine, Uh, which if you know anything about a truck driver's lifestyle, it's a very difficult lifestyle. So the fact that he was able to do all these things is really amazing. Um, And he told me that he would drive across country often, and so he would be gone for long periods of time. And so it was specifically challenging to design an exercise program for him because we had to fit it into his lifestyle. So when we talked about meal planning, that was also challenging because we also had to incorporate one foods that he liked, which is important in any meal plan. But we also had to incorporate and work around foods that he had access to because it's not like you and I. He couldn't go to the grocery store and pick up food. He didn't have a fridge in his truck. I mean, he was limited in so many ways in terms of making healthy food choices. And so we had to create a meal plan that worked around that uh, because he did eat at restaurants a lot, you know, because he was forced to, you know, he couldn't cook food like you and I might be able to. But he started choosing and filling up on vegetables and having a lot of veggie plates. He would choose lean meats. So, he, you know, he quit buying burgers and fries and all the stuff he'd been eating before, and he started eating more chicken and veggies. 
He also began carrying um, food in his truck that was non-perishable. So fruit cups and apples and oranges and nuts and even a small amount of dried fruit so that he could have food to snack on while he was driving and during the day. And that was another thing we had to work on was, he said, you know, driving for long periods of time, I get bored. And I notice that I tend to eat when I get bored, which a lot of us do, right? And so we kind of talked about how do we shift that mindset and how do we uh, address that so that you don't do all this mindless bored eating because even though you're going to have access to healthy foods, you know, eating three apples is over 45 grams of carb. Okay, that's nearly a meal for a snack, so we don't need to do that. So we had to talk about how do we we overcome that. We also had to get creative when it came to his exercise program because he couldn't just go to the gym or go to the local walking track like you or I could. You know, he was tied to his truck all day long. And so one of the things we talked about doing was keeping a jump rope in his truck and keeping some weights in his truck. And he told me that when he would go to the loading dock, the people on the loading dock actually loaded his truck. He just had to physically be present with the truck. So he would get the jump rope out and jump rope while they were loading his truck. And he would also uh, lift weights. And he said, you know, they would look at me like I was crazy, but he said, I didn't care because I knew I had to change my life. And so that was particularly challenging to find ways to incorporate exercise. He also told me in our conversation that when he went out to the Western states, California, Oregon, Washington, he said the truck stops out there are just huge. And he said the parking lot might be a mile long. So it might be a mile between the end of the parking lot and the door of the truck stop. So he started parking at the very end of the parking lot and he would walk all the way to the truck stop and then back. And so he would get two miles a day. So he would walk, go eat, go shower, whatever, and then walk back and get two miles that day. And he said, you know, if I forgot something, I had to go back again. So he said, there are days I get four miles because I forget something. But he said, every day that I stop at a rest stop out west, and he said, it was pretty much every day, he said, I'm getting two miles a day. And so he was doing a lot of walking. And so that really helped him in terms of getting exercise. You know, so... We got him to doing exercise. We had to be creative about that. We worked on a meal plan. Uh, and so through the course of the time that we worked together, which was about eight weeks, through the end of that year, he reached out to me about 10 months, nine or 10 months after we had finished coaching. And he had lost 90 pounds in that time. And he completely reversed his diabetes. His blood sugar was back to normal ranges. And so he didn't have to take any medication for, he was no longer diabetic. 
He had lost weight. And I'll never forget what he told me. Is he said to me, I never knew how bad I felt. He said, when I was 90 pounds heavier and not exercising and eating crap all day, I never realized I felt so bad. Until I lost the weight, I started exercising, I started making healthy food choices, and he said, I feel so much better. He said, I never knew how bad I felt. He said, I feel better. I have more energy now. I feel more confident. He said, I actually like the guy that I see in the mirror. I don't look in the mirror with disdain and disgust anymore because I feel like I look pretty good. I look much better than I used to. And he said, I'm still working on weight loss and doing more strength training and building muscle. But he said, I feel so much more confident about myself. And I thought that was huge. I was so excited for him because, you know, the he wanted to take care of this diabetes because he didn't want to have it, right? And he knew a part of dealing with his diabetes was losing weight. But that sense of feeling so much better and the sense of confidence that he gained, you know, those were not initially things that we talked about as far as motivations for why he wanted to do coaching with me. But he discovered those at the end of the process. And, you know, it was so interesting because I could hear the confidence in his voice. His voice, the tenor of his voice sounded different because he was more confident and he felt better. And I told him, you know, as a truck driver, if you can do this, anybody can. The rest of us don't have an excuse because a truck driver's lifestyle is hard. And if he can make this work driving a truck across country, then anybody who has convenient access to a grocery store or a walking trail or a gym, you can do it too and be just as successful, if not more so because it'll be easier for you. You know, and, and one of the things I realized that for him, a cookie cutter meal plan was never going to work for him. If I had given him a cookie cutter meal plan, which I hate, by the way, and you know how I feel about those if you listen to last week's podcast, and if you don't, go do that. But a cookie cutter meal plan, a tear-off sheet about diabetes meal planning was never going to work for him. He needed a meal plan and an exercise program designed just for him and designed around his lifestyle. Because outside of that, he was never going to make it, right? It had to be individualized. You know, but I love his story because he had, he was one of the most difficult clients I've ever worked with because of the challenges he faced. And he took those challenges and was still able to make huge changes in his lifestyle, lose weight, and was completely successful at reversing his diabetes. And so if he can do it, you can do it. If he can do it, anybody can. So my next success story is about a lady named Donna. And she approached me about diabetes coaching uh, because she had been newly diagnosed with diabetes and had no idea of what to eat, how to eat, or what to do about all this. And so we started working together. 
creating a meal plan. And when we were working on her meal plan, I'll never forget the question she asked. She asked me, can I have creamer in my coffee? And I said, well, yes. And I was so puzzled by this that I asked, well, why, why would you ask me that question? And she said, well, her doctor told her that she couldn't. And so, because she couldn't put creamer in her coffee, she just had to quit drinking coffee. And frankly, she was not so happy about this. But she was doing it. She was trying to make it work. And so that was the very first question she asked me when we talked about meal planning was, can I have coffee and creamer in my coffee? And so I asked her, I said, well, how much creamer are you using? And it was about a tablespoon, which is about five grams of carbohydrate. Okay. And I said, well, if you're just putting one tablespoon in it, sure, drink it. And you're just having one cup. Don't worry about it. You know, if you're having three cups and putting a tablespoon in every cup and it's 15 grams, then count it as a part of your morning meal. But one tablespoon? Don't worry about it. Have your creamer. And she was so excited about that. Um, and she told me how that she had always believed and been told that diabetes was about a list of foods that she could not have. You know, she'd grown up around people who had diabetes and they were always saying, well, I can't have. I can't have. And so she just assumed, well, that this was right and she couldn't have creamer and she couldn't have all these other things. And so she was so excited. She was so elated. She was like, I can't wait till tomorrow morning. I can have coffee and creamer in it. And, and she just, that was huge to her. And it was such a simple thing. And, and it wasn't that many grams of carb and sugar and you know, but she was just so misinformed about what diabetes is and how to manage it through a meal plan that she thought it was about a list of foods that she couldn't have. And I'll be honest with you, I see this over and over and over again from clients that I work with, and I see it over and over again in diabetes Facebook groups that I'm a part of. You know, somebody will ask a question and say, you know, I'm newly diagnosed with diabetes. Can I have white rice? And the greatest percentage of comments in that post will say, no, you can never have white rice and no potatoes and no uh, bread. And if it's white, you can't eat it. No sugar. And you've got to start eating quinoa and you have to start eating this over here and... You know, I look at that and it honestly, it makes me so sad because that's not how it has to be. You know, I've designed countless meal plans for countless clients with very little food restriction at all. You know, I've got two or three things I say, you know what, I really don't recommend, but if you absolutely want it, find a way to make it work. But... I don't give people a list of food they can't eat. It only makes them mad. In fact, I think that's why people in the Facebook groups are so mad. And they're so angry when they respond to those comments because it reminds them that they can't have. And by God, if I can't have, then she doesn't need to have either. I'm going to tell her what she can't eat. I don't know. 
Um, but I, I love Donna's story because it so beautifully illustrates the idea that diabetes does not have to be about a list of foods that you can't have. And if you're struggling with diabetes, if you feel like it's about a list of foods you can't eat, please reach out to me. Email me or contact me through the website, call or text me, but please, please reach out to me because I want to help you. I want to work with you. I know that you can be successful at managing your diabetes with a flexible meal plan individualized for you because I've seen it happen over and over again with my coaching clients and I live that meal plan. I see it every day. I live it myself. And so I know that a diabetes meal plan created around you works. And I want to help you take control of your diabetes and to enjoy a life that you love with lower blood sugars. The two of those are not mutually exclusive. So email me at succeedingwithdiabetes at gmail.com or reach out to me through the website at www.succeedingwithdiabetes.com. Or you know what, if you're inside the United States, just call or text me. I only do coaching with people inside the United States right now. So if you're inside the U.S., just call me at 501-505-4043. I would love to just connect with you and talk about how we can work together for you to successfully manage your diabetes. Don't forget, I have a free diabetes meal planning guide for you. You can follow the link in the description of today's podcast. To get that, it's at pages.succeedingwithdiabetes.com, but download that and it will um, help you kickstart your meal plan. We'll also put you on our email list where I email you every week about content and what we're going to be talking about. So download that guide at pages.succeedingwithdiabetes. Also, don't forget to join our Facebook group. Uh, the link for the Facebook group is included in the description of today's podcast. So go click on that link and join our Facebook group. We have some awesome discussions inside that group every week. Monday is a Q&A time. And so I answer questions from everybody in the group on Mondays, as many as I can. So if you have questions that your provider just doesn't have time or has not answered, join our group and ask me those questions on Monday. I do my very best to get all of those answered. And of course, join me here next week for our Succeeding with Diabetes podcast. We're going to be talking about diabetes and how I feel about it. So join me next week to dive deep into diabetes and some of the emotions that we have about it and how to deal with those. I'll see you here next week.